Hello and welcome to JTalk Short Corner, the mini-pod that covers all things J3 of the J-League. I'm your host, Mike Innes, and in this episode, I'll be rounding off the remaining 10 club previews for the new season. For each club, coverage of their main transfers in and out, including a grade for how well they've done in their dealings over the winter, plus predictions for the season. I'll also be looking ahead to the round one matches coming up this weekend. So let's jump straight in with Azul Claro Numazu, who last year achieved a final placing of 13th. For a while, Masashi Nakayama had Azul Claro and their fans in Dreamland, so not surprisingly, he stays on as coach. 12 months ago, not many pundits were predicting Numazu would scale the heights of third place during the season ahead, and no one on earth, possibly including the player himself, was suggesting Noah Kenshin Brown would turn into a 13-goal striker and earn a move to J2 in the process. Yet, both of those things did indeed transpire. Fast forward to 2024 and looking at their winter transfers, there's little sense of the club being able to build on the successes of last season. True, of their first team regulars, they've lost only Brown to Tokushima Vortis and centre-back Tomoki Fujisaki, released at the end of his contract and picked up by Van Rade Hachinohe. But the selection of players they've brought in is modest at best. To identify the standouts, we'll overlook Yuta Nakamura, a third-choice defender with JFL side Verspa Oita, and random Brazilian defender Gustavo Risi, and instead look to Hinata Mukai, a central defender and local boy who last year won the MVP award in the Hokkaido University League while playing for Sapporo University. The only attacking option brought in is 21-year-old Kaio Yanagimachi from the depths of the squad at Mito Hollyhock. A degrade for Numazu's off-season dealings, a prediction for 2024. Unless Nakayama can work another miracle, it'll be back into the bottom four. Now on to FC Gifu, who last year concluded the season in eighth, but saw enough promise in coach Yusaku Ueno to keep him on. Same coach, but we'll be seeing a pretty different Gifu team this year, as along with clubs like Iwate Gruja Morioka and Gainare Totori, they're one of those squads who over the winter have lost pretty much half the first 11. For supporters, the departures that will be hardest to take are those of flying wingers Ryo Kubota and Toma Murata, who head up to J2 with Ehime FC and Yokohama FC respectively. Forward Charles Unduka and centre-back Takumi Fujitani also move on, as does Tomoya Ugajin, while the retirement of both Yosuke Kashiwagi and Junya Tanaka means the last remnants of the 2022 veteran experiment have now left the club. But it's far from all bad news for Gifu followers. 
I expect to see Daigo Araki from Kyoto Sanga and the all-action Mun Inju from Totori populate the left-hand side of the new team, although Mun's preparations have been interrupted by a call-up to the North Korea national team, with over on the right SC Sagami Hana's Ryoma Ishida and Oji Kawanami, a loanee from Sagan Tos who's particularly caught the eye in pre-season. And a player making a welcome move back to the club is experienced centre-back Kentaro Kai from Iwate. A grade for Gifu's off-season dealings. They've lost a fair amount but have bought pretty well, so I'll go with a C+. And for a prediction, I'm optimistic Ueno can help them develop from a reasonable base last year. So that means top four for Gifu. How to assess FC Osaka as they head into what will be their second J-League season. Last year, after threatening to finish higher, they faded to 11th. And the Sky Blues have appointed a new coach in Naoto Otake, deemed perhaps a little unluckily to have fallen short at Kagoshima United. Osaka had one of the largest squads in the division last year and have retained that policy for 2024, which is a contributing factor to no fewer than 49 players leaving or joining the club over the winter. Yes, 49. Key among all those heading out the door is undoubtedly central defensive stalwart Takeru Itakura, who follows previous coach Ryo Shigaki to Renofa Yamaguchi. Coming in for Itakura will be either ex-AC Nagano Parseiro captain Takuya Akiyama or more likely Genki Egawa making the move from Iwaki FC. Elsewhere, Osaka have also brought in 10 rookies, the most interesting being striker Sora Mochizuki, who scored 19 goals for Kwansei Gakuin University, and left midfielder Ryota Sawazaki, 17 assists for Osaka Gakuin University. Let's also mention ex-Katare Toyama forward Hayate Take, who joins from Blaublitz Akita and looks a shrewd bit of business to be fielded alongside Daigo Furukawa. His loan from Iwaki is made permanent. A grade for Osaka's off-season dealings, chaos out of 10, but there look like there could be some gems among the madness, so I'll go with B. And a prediction for 2024, if Otake can remember everyone's names, he could sneak them into the playoffs. The other second season team are Nana Club, still led by J3 Coach of the Year Julian Marin Bazalo, who after achieving a fifth place finish in 2023, stays on to see if he can take the team yet further forward. A challenge for Bazalo is clearly that star striker Hayato Asakawa has been tempted away by Matsumoto Yamaga and in response the coach may have expected Tatsuma Sakai to take centre stage until, that is, Sakai ruptured his ACL in pre-season to rule himself out for most of the year. But step forward Manato Hyakuda, a mouth-watering prospect, he may be coming from Kansai University, but 20 goals in 20 starts is quite a record. 
Also worth keeping an eye on up front is former Thai under-23 international Patrick Gustafsson. There's incoming J3 quality down both flanks. Yuki Okada and Yuta Shimokawa on the left. Yuzuru Yoshimura and Ryosuke Tamura on the right. Okada from Tegabajano Miyazaki. Shimokawa from Matsumoto. Yoshimura makes the move from Akita but previously was a star turn at Nagano. Nana local boy Tamura played a very effective super sub at Totori. These players with their solid experience easily cover off those who have moved on, such as left-back Tetsuya Kato and right-back Kohei Teramura. Basilo has brought in another goalkeeper from his native Spain, Mark Vito, to replace Arnau, snapped up by Torsu. And on balance, it may be a step up in capability, a B for their transfers, and I can see Nana making a push for the top four. And so on now to Gainare Totori, who've lost coach Kohei Masamoto, the man who, after the departure of Kim Jong-song last year, stepped in and took the Japan Seasiders from 18th in the table to a final placing of 6th. Masamoto is in turn replaced by Kentaro Hayashi, who moves from the coaching staff at Vissel Kobe. This is the first time Hayashi will take charge of a J-League club and he'll be managing a squad in transition. Their spectacular results in the second half of 2023 are surely a contributing factor in the Gifu-style loss of half their team. And in total, eight players have departed for J3 rivals, a greater number than for any other club this winter. That eight doesn't include upwardly mobile keeper Koshiro Itohara joining Ryo Shigaki's post-J3 project at Yamaguchi or Mito-bound centre-back Ryoya Izumi. Many of Izumi's defensive colleagues are among those who've left, so it makes sense to look at who Hayashi has brought in to cover that part of the team. The headliner is Seiya Nikaido, impressive in his rookie season at YSCC Yokohama, but otherwise we're looking at fringe players released by other J3 teams like Hayato Fukui from Sagamihara and Kei Oshiro from Ehime. Meanwhile, right-sided Ryuto Koizumi and left-sided Taku Ikawa both make the move from Briobeka Urayasu, who overperformed in the JFL. But some of the best news for Totori fans is that their team were able to hold on to central midfield duo Makoto Fukoin and Hiroto Sese. D for their off-season dealings, and unless Hayashi can do something special in his debut campaign... Bottom four for Gainare. Next, we head over to Shikoku and Kamatamari Sanuki, who last year ended the season 16th, a position upon which coach Atsushi Yonayama will look to build as he remains in charge for 2024. Twelve months ago, I was pretty confident Sanuki were going to avoid a relegation battle. Now, I'm pretty confident they're going to improve Yonayama seems to know what he's doing, and although the club haven't done much transfer business over the winter, it all looks quietly encouraging for the Noodle Boys. Departing the club, 
Right winger turned right back Iki Kawasaki heads off to sit on the bench at Jubilo Iwata and central defender Takumi Nanasaka returns to FC Machida Zelvia at the end of his loan. But those are the only two regulars to leave. Powerhouse Mizuki Uchida is loaned back from Machida to fill in on the right and what with Kamatamari having retained the explosive left-sided Gentaro Yoshida, they have pace and energy to burn on both flanks. That counts as great news for incoming Yohei Ono from Katare Toyama, arguably the most underrated striker in the division, and for clever attacking midfielder Taiga Mayakawa, who arrives from Giravansk Kitakyushu, and indeed for promising youngster Nina Tominaga, whose loan from Kobe is surprisingly extended for a further year. As a grade for Seneki's off-season dealings, I'll go with a B+. As a prediction for the season ahead, we need to take into account the marked gap in quality between the likely first team and the rest of Yonayama's squad, but I expect a move closer to the middle of the table. FC Imabari had a strong squad last year but were too inconsistent to sustain a promotion challenge and ended up fourth. The Towel City men have raised eyebrows over the winter with the appointment as coach of Toshihiro Hattori, a legend as a player but someone whose coaching career got off to a decidedly false start at Fukushima United. Having taken the Fukushima job in 2022, he quit midway through last season with the team third bottom in the standings. Add to that, grumblings Hattori had no interest in young player development. You may wonder what he brings to an ambitious club like Imabari. His squad's main outgoings have been at centre-back. Young star Hayato Teruyama has gone to J2 and Iwaki. Kohei Tomita turns up at Nagano. Wakabashimoguchi at Omiya Aradija. Up front, Vinicius Araujo has engineered a move to Torso. Ralph Soinchins returns to the Netherlands. They hold on to key players like keeper John Ander Serantes, evergreen midfielder Yuta Mikado and star forward Marcus Vinicius. And Imabari's signings are a curious mix. They remain one of the few J3 clubs to be able to import foreign players, in this case Argentinian midfielder Tomas Moschion and Brazilian forward Angelotti arrives from Cachoeira Reysol via Ormia. But they've also brought in some high flyers from the JFL. 19-goal top scorer Tomoki Hino from Minabea Mitsumi FC and fellow best 11 player Urayasu defender Yuta Saitai. An overall grade for Imabari's transfers is a C+. Prediction, it's hard to see an improvement on last year under this coach. So I'll say just inside or just outside the playoffs. Into the closing straight we go with Giravance Kitakyushu, who experienced a calamitous 2023 a bottom place finish meaning they escaped relegation only due to circumstances in the JFL rather than thanks to their own efforts. And after three and a half years of downward spiral, fans must be clinging to the appointment as coach of Kohei Masamoto like a life raft. 
His achievements at Totori, where he took a small club up the table playing exciting progressive football, are the stuff of dreams for Sunflowers supporters. The midfield is the area of the team that will take the most of Masamoto's attention as both wingers, Yuki Okada and Uryusei Nose, have moved on, while Yudai Nagano and Captain Uryosuke Tada were both released as part of an inevitable end-of-season cull. Taking their places, Taku Ushinohama comes with the new coach from Totori, where he had one of the best seasons of his career. Asahi Yada from Ehime and Kohei Kiyama from Matsumoto bring experience and quality. Key defender Kota Muramatsu has joined Akita. Possible options here for Matsumoto provided by Koji Sugiyama, a JFL Best 11 performer for Verspa Oita, and youngster Kota Kudo loaned from Urawa Reds. Up front, youthful energy may come from rookie Riku Kobayashi, 10 goals and 3 assists for Juntendo University. And could we be looking at a breakout season for Ko Seung Jin, one of the few bright spots at Giravance in 2023? A B- for their transfers, and I'll predict some very welcome mid-table safety. And are Tegevajaro Miyazaki looking at a similar level of improvement? They finished last year a single place above Kitakyushu in 19th and also go into the new season with a new coach. Yuji Okuma joins from the staff at Yokohama F. Marinos and has previous J3 experience in charge at Serezo Osaka under 23. And with 18 players leaving and 19 coming in over the winter, Okuma is dealing with a significant rebuilding project. The club would have expected teenage top scorer Harumi Minamino to move on at the end of his loan spell. He'll spend 2024 with Tochigi SC, but it must be a significant blow to lose standout young left midfielder Kazuma Nagata, especially as he's gone to another small J3 club in Vanrare Hachinohe. At the veteran end of things, Daisuke Ishizu has retired. Ryohei Yamazaki drops to the JFL with Tochigi City. Those four players together netted 24 of the 31 goals Tegevajano scored last year, so Okuma needs forward Yosuke Ueno, son of Gifu coach Yusaku, to step up to the plate following his move from Sony Sendai. Also up front, Shu Yoshizawa is a striker who joins from the bench at Iwaki, and there are loanees in the shape of young winger Mahiro Ano from Tokyo Verdi and Ryukyu's Shiryu Fujiwara, a player in need of a good season to kickstart a promising career gone awry. Elsewhere, much will rest on Shun Obu in central defence after being released by Fukushima. Miyazaki were desperately poor for much of 2023 and their transfers have the feel of a roll of the dice. I'll give them a D grade and a prediction that in their fourth J-League season they may well struggle to avoid the bottom four. Last but not least, we come to the renamed FC Ryukyu Okinawa, who following relegation from J2 at the end of 2022, went through three coaches on the way to a very disappointing 17th placed finish. 
Appointed in September, Kim Jong-song stays on in the hope he may be able to replicate his achievements of 2018 when he took Ryukyu to the J3 title. Looking at Kim's squad, the winter departures of long-standing goalkeepers Danny Carvajal and Junto Taguchi mark the end of an era for Ryukyu. It seems like John Higashi, who impressed at Sagamihara last season and joins on loan from Nagoya Grampus, may take over between the sticks with competition from veteran Yuji Rokutan from Yokohama FC and incoming former Gifu keeper Park Sonsu. Elsewhere, though, Kim's options are less apparent. On the right-hand side, for example, from where Katsuya Nakano and Takahiro Yanagi have both moved on, it could be that second-year pro Ryota Anaki will see his chances improve, while Takeshi Yoshimoto is an overlapping right-back from Kansai University. And the other area where major changes are necessary is up front, given the club released four strikers, including Takuma Abe and Kelvin. This suggests seeing playing time could be Kaisei Ishii, who had a good season as a youngster with Torso in 2020, but looks a gamble. Daisuke Takagi is a late, late signing from Yamaguchi, while Ryunosuke Noda stays on to offer experience. Lots of questions at Ryukyu, not too many clear-cut answers, with a C-minus grade for their transfers and a lower mid-table prediction. With all the club previews complete, there's just time now for a quick look ahead to the season opening round one fixtures this weekend, when there are four games on Saturday the 24th. Pre-season favourites for many, can Ormia hit the ground running at home to Hachinohe? Nana begin their second J-League season by hosting Ryukyu. Gifu will hope to kick things off with a home win against Fukushima. And two of last season's strugglers meet at Kitakyushu, where the visitors are Sagamihara. Then on Sunday the 25th, Kanazawa begin life in J3 with a none more emblematic trip to Numazu. Just missed out on promotion last year, can Toyama bring back three points from their visit to YSCC? Matsumoto start their season away at Miyazaki and neighbours Nagano are also on the road to Osaka. For Toshihiro Hattori and Imabari, there's a home game against Totori. And finally, Sanuki play host to Iwate. With all the week's business seen to then, that's it for this mini-pod. All that remains is for me to say, thanks for listening, enjoy your football, and see you next time. Bye for now. Hold up. 